The Reynolds Aluminum Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The Reynolds Metals Company, makers of Reynolds Aluminum, presents Fibber McGee and Molly, transcribed with Bill Thompson, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick Legrand, Jay Novello, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Keith Fowler and directed by Max Hutto with music by the Kingsman and Billy Mills Orchestra. This is Armistice Day, and the founding of what is now the Reynolds Metals Company took place shortly after the first commemoration of that day. What a change in those 30-odd years. Then, the age of aluminum was in its infancy. Aluminum was still scarce and expensive. Now you see aluminum everywhere. The farm buildings of America gleam with Reynolds Lifetime Aluminum roofing and siding. And wherever you see it, you know the farmer is raising more food for the nation and making more profit for himself. Rustproof aluminum lasts longer without painting, cuts the cost of farm operation. And it reflects heat, keeping livestock and poultry cooler in summer, warmer in winter, to produce more milk, more eggs, more meat. Farmers... Ask your dealer for Reynolds Lifetime Aluminum Corrugated or 5V Crimp. Look to aluminum for progress. And look to the Reynolds Metals Company for progress in aluminum. Attention all society editors. Here is an item you may have missed. The ladies of the Wistful Vista Poetry and Pinochle Club... We'll meet this afternoon at the home of Mrs. McGee, of Fibber McGee and Molly. Oh, dear, there are times when I wish I wasn't a social leader. The ladies will be here at 4 o'clock, and that only leaves me seven hours to clean this house. Now, now, don't you worry, Tootsie. You ain't facing this job alone. You got me on your team, ready and eager to get in there and pitch. What you want me to do? Lift your feet so I can sweep under your chair. <laughs> Both feet together or one at a time? One at a time will do. I don't want you to strain yourself. Oh, it's no strain. It ain't as if I had my shoes on. <laughs> sweep away, kiddo. Thank you. I want to have this house just spotless today. Yeah? All of my very closest friends will be here, poking around in the corners for dust and looking into all my closets. Well, don't you worry about the hall closet. I'll take care of that for you. They won't find anything must up in that hall closet when I get through with it. Good. You'll straighten it out, will you? No, I'll nail it shut. <laughs> I'm going to help you make this coffee clutch the most sensational social success of the society season. Look, how would you like for me to entertain the girls? By doing a disappearing act. No. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll juggle. No, McGee, please. You know, I used to be quite a juggler when I and Fred Nittany, the guy that him and me had a vaudeville act together from Starved Rock, Illinois together, played in vaudeville. I know. Together. <laughs> You've broken most of my good plates proving that. Ah, me and old Fred used to juggle five baseballs and a beaver hat. While we did a buck and wing and drew pictures of Teddy Roosevelt on each other's shirts front. <laughs> we got a beaver hat? No, dearie, we're entirely out of beaver hats. Ah, what a shame. There was an old one hanging in the garage for a while, but Toops's bird dog pointed it last fall, and Uncle Dennis shot it. Kill it, did he? I guess so. It's gone. Oh. If you really want to help me, you can do something for me. Yeah? Uh, run up to the attic and dust off that old easy chair up there. Okay, then bring it down here, huh? No, just sit down in it and stay there till the party's over. 
<laughs> hey, I got an idea. Take it to the attic with you. <laughs> Wait till you hear it, Tootsie. I'll make this party the talk of the town. I'm going to whip you up a batch of my own special fruit punch. Fruit punch? Yeah. Oh, no. I'll just order some root This beer. is my own private recipe that it makes all the other fruit punches taste like they were made out of turnip tops, tire tubes, and tore up turkey's towels. <laughs> it's terrific. Uh, where did you get this remarkable recipe? Make it up? No, I got it from my Uncle Sycamore. He used to run a saloon out west. Oh, yeah. well, I don't think the ladies would care for any barroom beverages. Oh, the fruit punch ain't alcoholic. Uncle Sick invented it for the wives who dropped in to pick up their husbands. <laughs> Where's my hat? I'll run down to Rocco's fruit stand and get the stuff. No, me, no, no, some other time. I'll be fixing sandwiches and things in the kitchen, and I can't have you... I messing. won't get in your way, baby. You just relax. Just get the punch bowl out, and I'll make it upstairs in our bedroom. Well, I don't know. Come in. Well, good morning, Mr. Oldtimer. Hi, say, Molly's throwing a hen party today, and I'm making the fruit punch. You want to come back tonight, I'll save you some. No, that's mighty neighborly of you, Johnny. I'm real fond of fruit punch. It's so easy to chew. <laughs> You'll go for this recipe. I got it from my Uncle Sycamore. He used to own a kind of a scotch and soda fountain out west. <laughs> Is that so? Say, I wonder if he ever knew Papa. Your Papa? Papa owned a saloon out west, too, out in the desert. Is that so? Called it the old uses. Don't you mean the oasis? Nope. The old uses. Fellas used to stand out in front, and when a girl walked by, they'd holler, Oh, you, sis. <laughs> Never heard Uncle Thick mention him. Well, Papa's place was famous for the drinks he mixed, Johnny. Especially the house was his triple-strength martini, served with an olive and an eye shade. What was the eye shade for? So you wouldn't get none in your eye when the olive exploded. <laughs> well, that was pretty courteous service. Your father sounds like a fairly rugged character. Yep. Papa was a true Westerner, daughter. Uh... Worked out there for 40 years and hated every minute of it. <laughs> I'll never forget the day Papa come home and the present he brought for Mama. What'd he bring her? Just exactly what Mama had never wanted, kids. A stuffed buffalo for the front yard. <laughs> My goodness, what an unusual gift. Well, sir, Papa loved that buffalo just like a brother. He did, eh? Mm-hmm. In fact... The resemblance between them was rather striking. Well. Except for the ears, of course. Papa's ears were groupier. Oh. <laughs> like and he kept that thing right in the front yard all the time? That he did, daughter. We had a bad winter that winter, too, that winter. Yeah? I mind the first night Papa was home, we had a snowfall that was ham high to a tall giraffe. Yeah. Well, I got to get out the fruit stand. So when you... Papa woke up and seen he couldn't see his buffalo, we grabbed a couple of shovels and we went to work. Must have been a job digging it out. Wasn't bad, daughter. Me and Papa worked out a little dance routine with the shovels. Dance routine? Yep. Papa shoveled the snow off the sidewalk, and I just shoveled off the buffalo. <laughs> I think I'll do the same right now, yeah. kids. Come on. Billy Mills in the orchestra, and when you are a doulet.
How's it going, boy? Well, it's a Signora McGee. Long time I no look about you, Signor. Yeah. Well, I ain't been around lately. Fruit business doing okay? Oh, just about the same, Signor. Yeah. I sell a banana here, a banana there, a grape of fruit to someplace else. <laughs> <laughs> now it all adds up. Oh, sure. Adds up to two bananas and a grape of fruit. <laughs> What you got that's good today, I'm going to make a punch. Uh, please, senor, don't pinch the fruit. I didn't say pinch, I said punch. Pinch, punch, please, don't put your hands on the fruit. Oh, gosh. I ain't going to hurt your fruit. <laughs> All I want to do is feel to see if it's right. My sure, my, you got a very strong feel. Mm. The last time you feel the grapefruit, you squeeze so hard, when you put them back, she's a lemon. <laughs> ah, that's a lot of hooey, Rocco, and you know Hey, those grapes look pretty good. Please, Senor McGee, don't touch the grapes. Take it easy, Rocco. I ain't gonna squash them. Whoop. <laughs> you wanna wipe your hand on my apron? Cheap grapes. All right. <laughs> Fell apart as soon as I put a finger on Let's have a look at these oranges. Good, Senor McGee. Sweet, Senor McGee. Look, I don't feel. I just want to see if they're good and solid. My gosh. They just don't make oranges like they used to. Some I'm going to... Some days when you get out of bed, they don't pay to wake up. Hi, Molly. I'm back. Don't go out in the kitchen, McGee. I just mopped that floor. Okay, I got the fruit for the fruit punch. Where's the punch bowl? Upstairs. And do be careful now, because I... Don't clean... you worry. This will be the most delicious drink them frumpy friends of yours ever dunked a hand in. <laughs> Clear to the elbow. Trying to pick out a cherry. Well, that's very beautifully put, dearie. Now, I've got work to do, so... Yes, sir. McGee's fruit punch. Specially prepared to please the most particular palates, perk up the proceedings, and prove to your poetry and pinochle playmates that when you plan a party, you plan a party with a punch, because the punch you put in the party you plan is the punch your husband owe you busy, baby. I still have to wax the furniture and wash the woodwork before the ladies get here. Well, I'm going upstairs and get to work. Good. And if anybody wants to see me, I ain't in. When I make my famous fruit punch, I gotta be left alone. Like an old master. Painting his muriel. Hi ho, hi ho. Ah, there goes a good lad. <laughs> Little on the corny side, but just as sweet as his punch probably won't be. Well, I better get at the woodwork. I've just got three hours now. Hello, Molly. Hi, uh, hey, no pal to say hi to. <laughs> Come in, Mister Wilcox. McGee's very busy with a project upstairs. Says he isn't going to let anything disturb him. Well, so. don't bother him on my account, Molly. I admire anybody who can really concentrate. Shut out the world around him. Thought I heard voices down here. <laughs> who came? Oh, it's you, Junior. Hello, pal. I thought nothing was going to disturb you, dearie. Oh, I had to see who was talking. My guy suppose it had been a hold-up man come to rob us. <laughs> Speaking of hold-up men, do you realize it won't be long before you'll be having your Thanksgiving dinner? What's that got to do with the hold-up? Well, I've seen you try to walk after a Thanksgiving dinner, pal. Takes two men to hold you up. <laughs> ah, bless his heart. He does enjoy Thanksgiving, Mr. Wilcox. And he'll enjoy it even more if you roast your turkey in Reynolds Wrap. Hmm? That pure aluminum foil made by the Reynolds Metals Company. Yes, sir, this year again, every well-dressed bird will go into the oven wearing foil. Curses. Foil again. <laughs> There's one thing about using Reynolds Wrap that may surprise you, pal. 
When you roast the bird in foil, you actually get more turkey. More turkey, huh? You get more drumsticks on account of because three or four drumsticks no, would no, be a boot? No, 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 no. That's not quite what I mean, pal. Oh? I mean that a turkey roasted in Reynolds wrap loses less weight, you see, because there's less shrinkage in cooking. Yeah, but if you can get three or four drumsticks or even six drumsticks... Roasted in foil, your turkey loses none of its flavor, none of its juices. More drumsticks? It isn't that you get more drumsticks, pal. You get more turkey all over. Ha-ha, now let's not drag his manners into this, Mr. Wilcox. (laughs) When I tear into a turkey, I may get a little frantic, Junior, but I don't get it all over. Oh, now, now. You know what I mean. Molly, you know how a roast of any kind shrinks when you cook it. Mm-hmm. And you know when you wrap it in foil, you actually get more meat for the table. More drumsticks? Because I know how you can get four drumsticks for Thanksgiving. Bake a rabbit on account oh. of a... Oh. <laughs> all right, all right, kids. Don't forget to roast your Thanksgiving turkey in Reynolds Wrap. And look, to make sure of a perfect dinner, you can get a free turkey recipe from the Reynolds people. Oh? Yes, all you do is write turkey on a postcard with your name and address and send it to Reynolds Metals Company, Louisville 1, Kentucky. That's Reynolds Metals Company, Louisville 1, Kentucky. Well, thanks for the tip, Mr. Wilcox. That's thanks for the tip, Mr. Wilcox. <laughs> and remember, remember, you don't even have to baste the bird. You don't have to watch it or worry about burning when you use Reynolds Wrap, the original and genuine, the pure aluminum foil. <laughs> you really love that stuff, don't you, boy? I certainly do. I can just see you on Thanksgiving Day taking your turkey out of the oven, throwing it away, and eating the Reynolds Wrap. <laughs> uh, pal, I won't even comment on that one. Well, you do a bit of good. <laughs> there are times when, as the old saying goes, silence is aluminum. Oh, 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 Mr. Wilcox, silence is golden. I know, Molly, but I hate to mention such a second-rate metal. So long, kids. Well, I hope people leave me alone now. It takes a lot of nerve to bust in on a guy like that when he's making fruit punch for his wife. Mr. Wilcox didn't call you downstairs, dearie. It was your own idea. That's rather shame, the way us creative geniuses ain't allowed to have any peace. Reminds me of Jason Quelch. An inventor we had back in Peoria. I ever tell you about Jason? Yes. How he worked on an invention for six years behind locked doors and wouldn't let nobody in? Yes. And how a salesman finally sneaked in the window and tried to sell him a vacuum cleaner? Yes. And how Jason got up in disgust because a vacuum cleaner was what he was trying to invent? Yes. Well, I guess there ain't much use telling it to you again. Go make your fruit punch. Okay, right away, kiddo. And this time you couldn't budge me if you set off a charge of TNT in my trouser pocket. Hi-ho, hi-ho. It's off to work we go. He's off to work. Toiling over a bowl of fruit punch while all I have to do is clean up this house, get the lunch ready, and get dressed. Well, they say it's a man's world, and I won't argue. Oh, dear, another interruption. Come in. Good afternoon, Molly. Oh, good afternoon, Dr. Gamble. Excuse the way I look, I'm cleaning house. You look wonderful to me, my dear. A normal, healthy woman with no complaints is quite a treat to these tired old eyes. Uh, Speaking of complaints, where is he? (laughs) McGee? Oh, well, he's working on something upstairs, Doctor. He's trying to concentrate. Concentrate, huh? Something difficult, I suppose, like trying to lace his shoes without help. No, as a matter of fact... I heard that, fatso. I can lace my shoes. (laughs) Well, look who's here. Little rabbit ears. I'm stripping down the stairs like Cinderella in a pair of cast iron slippers. (laughs) Very comical. Yes. Good, clean fun with old Doc Yak. 
What's new with you, Doctor, besides the day's deliveries? Well, I went to a rather interesting wedding this morning, Molly. Dr. Hartley, an intern at the hospital, married Doris Callahan, a lovely young nurse. Oh, how sweet. Have they been going together a long while? No. In fact, we didn't suspect anything until Dr. Hartley sewed up his last three patients so that the stitches spelled out Doris. Hmm. Lucky it was a short name. <laughs> name like Gwendolyn could get around to where it might be kind of painful. Was it a church wedding, Doctor? No, they were both on duty, so it was held at the hospital with all the doctors on the staff present. Oh, oh it was quite a sight when the happy couple walked down the aisle of the lumbago ward <laughs> under an arch of crossed stethoscopes. <laughs> Must have been. Naturally, we had no pipe organ, so the music was furnished by a badly mixed quartet. Mm-hmm. They sang special songs suited to the occasion, such as uh, Pale Hands I Love Inside the Rubber Glove. <laughs> and I'll Be With You in Appendectomy Time. Oh, there's nothing like a bit of sentiment. Oh, no. Everything went smoothly until the groom started to put the ring on the bride's finger. Oh? Then he noticed a small wart on the second joint wanted to stop and remove it. <laughs> they ever get pronounced doctor and nurse? Yes, the ceremony is completed, and they left immediately for the maternity ward where she helped him deliver a pair of twins. <laughs> what a honeymoon. Well, I call it a splendid start, my dear. At least all their troubles were someone else's little ones. <laughs> See you soon. King's Men and the Blue Tailed Fly. Shoo, 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 my shoo, 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 Oh, when I was young, I used to wait on Master and give him his plate and pass the pitcher when he got And brush away the blue tail fly. Jimmy Crack Corner don't care. Jimmy Crack Corner don't care. Jimmy Crack Corner don't care. Master's gone away. Oh, 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 oh. One day he rode around the farm. The fly so numerous. They did
Tootsie, I'm happy to report that the fruit punch is practically dead. Well, I should hope so. You went back to Rocco's twice for more fruit. No, don't worry about that. The fruit won't cost us anything. I'm going to sue Rocco and get back every cent I paid him. Sue him for what? Damages, that's for what. My hands got tired pinching all them oranges and lemons, so I sat down to rest them. Well? One of his dad-ratted pineapples was in the chair. <laughs> I'm going to haul him into court for selling unconcealed weapons. You just get on your job, dearie. The girls will be here soon. I still have to finish dusting. Okay, like I said, the punch is just about ready. All I got to do now is pour in some stuff I ordered from Kramer's drugstore. Did they deliver a package? Yes, right here on the hall table. Good. Better see if he forgot anything. Four bottles of ginger ale. Two bottles of sarsaparilla. One bottle of iodine. Well, that checks. McGee, I can understand the ginger ale and sarsaparilla, but surely your recipe doesn't include iodine. No, Mrs. McGee, you don't. Weren't you listening when I told you about the pineapple in the chair? <laughs> well, here I go with the finishing touches. Hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off we go. Well, thank goodness I'm nearly finished, too. I'll give this hall a lick and a promise and get myself cleaned up. I'm a mess. Oh, now, if this is one of the girls coming early, I'll be disgraced. Come in, anyhow. Well, good afternoon, Mrs. Oh, good afternoon, Ollie. Come in. Thank you. My, it's crowded in here. Is the fellow of the house taking a nap? <laughs> no, my club is meeting here today. McGee's upstairs fixing some punch, and I'm cleaning the house. Would you pardon me if I finish my dusting? Oh, go right ahead, missus. I was used to passing by and thought I wouldn't. You can tell McGee I was coming by. Hey, I heard voices down here. Who, who came? Who? Oh. Oh, it's only you, Ollie. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you, McGee. <laughs> well, yeah, but I didn't mean... Well, maybe I better stay home because I ain't a celebrity. No, I, I didn't mean... Would you like me to put on a skirt and sweater and call me Ole Monroe? Ah, <laughs> uh, now, Ollie, he's really glad to see you. Now, you boys stand back and let me at this furniture. Gee, kiddo, you're sure knocking yourself out for that bunch of dames. Well, I'm almost through now, dearie. And besides, the exercise is good for my figure. Oh, oh, don't talk in front of me about exercise, missus. At my house, that's a bad board. Why, Ollie? Well, me and the missus was down at Kramer's drugstore last week, and she gets on a weighing machine. She reads the little card that comes out and gives a screech like a stepped-on cat. What was on the card? That's what I wanted to know, so I look at it. The card says you will soon make a long journey. So I say, stop worrying, missus. We just won't go. Oh. I bet that wasn't what upset her, though. You're right, missus. It was the weight on the other side, 162. Well, now, that's not so bad. She's a big woman. That's very true. When I come home and say, where are you, sweetheart? It's just from habit. <laughs> we got a small house, and she stands out as plain as the grand piano. That she figured she was getting too heavy? Yes, she said she was going to take exercise, and so was I, to keep her company. Oh? Huh? Next morning, she jumps out of bed and touches her toes 20 times. Then she tells me to do it. And did you? Sure, used to keep peace in the family, but by George, I feel silly touching her toes. <laughs> yeah, but only that ain't what she... With all this exercise, I get so hungry I could eat a horse. Hmm. So what do you think the missus gives us for dinner? Roast horse? No, lettuce. Hmm. A lot of leaves of lettuce with scraped carrots on top. Yeah. Well, my goodness, how long did this go on? Till I couldn't stood it any longer. Yeah. In the middle of the night, I remember there's leftover wheel shops in the icebox. Uh-oh. So I sneaked down there, and I used to get my hooks on a wheel shop and inbox my message. <laughs> Uh-oh. She says, shame on Ole Svensson. Why don't you stay on the diet like me? Missus, I say, you're used to clean stronger than I am, that's all. What'd she do? Then she proved she was stronger, all right. She dressed yeah. me for the wheel shop and needed herself. <laughs> That's so long, both you fellas. <laughs>
Well, kiddo, I came down here to tell you that the fruit punch is all done. Good. And I'm quick to admit it's the best I ever made. You're going to be mighty glad you didn't serve them women root beer. Well, thank goodness I'm all finished, too. Good. Just look at this house, dearie. It's spotless. Yeah. <laughs> Though I can't say the same for myself. But what time is it? My half past. Fine. The ladies won't be here for a half an hour. I'm going to run upstairs and just soak in a hot tub for about 20 minutes. Uh, oh, I can hardly wait. Oh, uh, uh <laughs> yeah. You can't do that, kiddo. You can't take a bath? Why not? Well, uh, <laughs> I made more fruit punch than I figured on. <laughs> Turned out the punch bowl wasn't big enough. <laughs> McGee, you didn't. Yep, in the bathtub. No. And wait till you see it. It looks delicious. Well, what else can I do for you before the women get here? Two things. Name them. Pull out the plug and order a case of root beer. <laughs> Molly return in a moment. Did you ever stop to think how Reynolds Wrap is changing a whole nation's cooking habits? Reynolds Wrap, the original and genuine, the pure aluminum foil in handy rolls. Roasting meat in Reynolds Wrap makes the cheaper cuts juicy tender with more actual meat because there's less shrinkage. Top grade flavor at lower cost. And of course, turkey roasted in Reynolds Wrap has become part of the Thanksgiving tradition. So now is the time to stock up at your grocer's. He has Reynolds Wrap in the jumbo economy rolls, 75 feet, as well as the standard 25-foot rolls. And here again is how to get your recipe for turkey roasted in Reynolds Wrap. Just write turkey on a postcard with your name and address and send it to Reynolds Metals Company, Louisville 1, Kentucky. That's Reynolds Metals Company, Louisville 1, Kentucky. Looks like your hen party was a big success, Molly. Seemed to be. Did you ever see such a messed up house? Yeah. It'll take me all night to straighten up again. Oh, while you're doing that, I'll go out to the kitchen and fix us a lemonade. Wonderful. I found Uncle Sycamore's lemonade recipe up in the attic while I was up there. It says take 60 pounds of lemons and a large bathtub. Skip it. Okay. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> Reynolds Metals Company, pioneers of progress through aluminum, brings you Fibber McGee and Molly each week at this time. Reynolds Aluminum also brings you Mr. Peepers, starring Wally Cox on NBC television Sunday nights. See your local paper for time and channel. And don't forget to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. The preceding was transcribed. Tonight, play Two for the Money with Herb Schreiner on NBC.